Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. We continue our service with the readings. This first reading comes from Ephesians, and I said this will provide the basis for uh, the sermon this morning. Reading from Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. Be careful then how you live not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Word of God, word of life. Please stand as you're able for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 6, 51 through 58. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So whoever eats me will live because of me. That is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. The beginning line of next week's gospel is, if I remember correctly, who can understand this teaching? It is too difficult. (laughs) Because that is really confusing and hard, right? Eat my flesh, drink my blood. I am not preaching on Ephesians to skip over this. Might be a hard or difficult passage to understand, but I want to deal with it in the context of next week's reading as well. So we are going to talk about this passage. We just will talk about it more next week than we will this week because what follows it really helps everything go together. So instead, I want to talk about the Ephesians reading. To live as wise, not as unwise people. How many people wish that were true for today? We need wise people, don't we? Life's hard. So I want to talk about what is wisdom? What is not wisdom? 
what is the wisdom that Christ, that God wishes us to have as it is revealed in Christ? So I have my opinions on what wisdom is, but I thought I'd look it up, and whenever you're curious, you need a question, where do you always quickly turn to? Google. What is wisdom? And so it brings up a quote from Socrates, known as one of the wisest people in the history of the world. And this is what Socrates says about wisdom. The only true wisdom is knowing you know nothing. The only true wisdom is knowing you know nothing. I think there's some truth to that. I like to look at it in a different way, but I think it conveys the same thing, and I've said it to you before. The more I learn, the less I know. Anybody feel that? I always like this diagram uh, that I've seen. If you were to write the word knowledge and draw a circle around it, right? So everything you know is inside that circle. Everything you don't know is outside that circle. And the perimeter of the circle is that point of contact between what you know and what you don't know. You following me so far? As you learn more, now make a new circle and you write that word knowledge much bigger in your head. If you write that word knowledge as you learn more, if you're to draw around a circle around it, what do you have to do? Make it a bigger circle, don't you, right? Which means what also increases that diameter, that perimeter, that point of contact between what you know and you realize how much you don't know. Does that make sense? The more I learn, the less I know. Unfortunately, it seems like so often we want to become experts in one area and think we know everything. And we don't realize that that, right? We want to keep that point of contact as little as possible because it can be a little humbling to have to understand you don't know everything. We don't like to have the answer, I don't know. It makes us feel perhaps insecure. Somebody else knows more. And so then we work our lives, and particularly in faith, to approach things in that way. We approach the Bible in that way. We look at the Bible as a rule book, telling me what I can and cannot do. Right? Anybody ever hear this before? Bible stands, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. As if, if I can just follow all of these rules that are in there, everything will be okay when I die. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Unfortunately, that's really hard to do because you can use the Bible really to justify pretty much anything, right? Slavery. Bible is used to justify slavery, right? It was also used to abolish slavery. So which is it? How about women in the church and their role in preaching or just subjugation of women in society? Bible can use to justify that, right? And yet we use Bible, God created them equal. Man and woman, God created them equal. We can use the scripture to liberate women. So which is it? If the Bible is these basic instructions before leaving earth. 
How about violence? Just last week we talked about God ordaining the use of violence to wipe out, right? This is an issue with Scripture. Elijah killed, slaughtered 150 priests that worship Baal. And then we had Scripture from Hosea saying the people of the past will be punished for those events as if what they did was wrong. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount talks about blessed are the peacemakers. So which is it? Does God condemn or not condemn the use of violence? It can be really easy to want to narrow this down because then things get simpler. Does that make sense? Anybody ever guilty of that? I know I am. And yet, I don't think that's what wisdom is. It's not narrowing it down to make it black and white, yes or no, this or that. And then any context I come across, I just look up the passage, look up the verse and say, this is what it says. That ends the conversation. Instead, it's expanding our knowledge base, understanding more, knowing what we don't know, if that's even possible. Maybe the phrase better is knowing that we don't know everything. Not knowing what we don't know as if I know that, then it would be, I know it. So it's not knowing what I don't know. It's knowing that there's more to know which I think at times then is applicable to this passage from Ephesians. Because here's what's going on in Ephesians. Ephesians is written, most scholars think, sometime in the late 50s, 20 years after the death of Christ. It may or may not be written by the Apostle Paul. So just a little side note. There are 13 letters in the New Testament that are attributed to Paul, right? So we hear that story, Saul became Paul. He then visited all these churches, wrote all these letters, uh, encouraging people. Out of these 13 letters we have, seven are thought to be absolutely, this is written by Paul. That means six of them, there's some debate around. It may or may not be written by Paul, and that's okay. Uh, most scholars, it's not an uncommon thing of that day for a student to write on behalf of the teacher or of the mentor and to sign that mentor's name to it. Does that make sense? So whether or not it was specifically written by Paul, it doesn't discredit if it wasn't. It just, as we try and learn more. So just, I find it interesting information that I like to pass on as we do. But it's why you might have some passages where maybe some beliefs differ a little bit in what Paul is writing, because somebody is writing, not always Paul. And so things change a bit. But what's going on in Ephesians? This is 20 years now after Christ has died. It was a prevailing thought, Christ is coming again. We are still waiting 2,000 years later for what? Anybody a little tired of waiting? They were feeling that after 20 years. Right? After 20 years... They're starting to wonder, what is going on? Where is Christ? I thought this was going to happen. And so what they knew is being challenged. 
And it's for them, I think they're narrowing it down. Maybe it's not going to at all. I can't handle that ambiguity aspect. Anybody else have a hard time with ambiguity? It's hard. Can we just admit that? And a common reaction when things are hard, let's just simplify it. Let's ignore it. Let's deny it. Let's avoid it. And that's what's going on in the Ephesian community. It's why do not get drunk with wine. Anybody else glad they didn't write do not get drunk with beer? <laughs> do you see how maybe we could twist the rules to make it say what we wanted to say if the rival's just a rule book? It's not that having a glass of wine was bad. But anybody ever hear the phrase, eat, drink, and... Because, right, in the end, does it really matter? I'm just going to live my life, forget about everything else, forget about anybody else. I'm going to focus on me. Forget you. Eat, drink, and be merry. I think there's an aspect of that's going on in Ephesians. I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't understand my place in it anymore. So I'm going to narrow my focus, forget about everything else, do what I want. That doesn't happen today at all, does it? So what does Paul encourage them to do? Gather together. Sing psalms, right? Let's and go back and read part of it. Be filled with the Spirit. When we don't understand what's going on, we'll fill ourselves with anything else. Get drunk with wine. Because then I can avoid. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to your Father at all times. We don't gather to worship to escape the world. If that's what we do, Everybody have about 10 cups of wine and let's eat, drink, and be merry. We gather to understand our place in the world. Do you see the difference? Jesus talks in parables, stories so often to disturb our way of thinking. To challenge what we think we know to get that circle of knowledge, to expand, to understand that point of contact between what we know and what we don't know is bigger than anything we might realize and most likely are comfortable with. I think that is what a wise person is. What we're called to do to put our hope in Christ. In the end, Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. Our hope is that is the future. That is secure. Today, our question is, how do we live into that hope? How do we help make the future promise a reality in the world today in which all are filled with God's love in which all are told you matter you have value you have worth and I don't just 
convey that with my words. I convey that with my life. It isn't just something we say as a church, but it's something that we live out. And so we gather to challenge our regular conventions, our regular way of thinking that wants to narrow it down to make it easier to understand because I'm just tired sometimes. Just come in to breathe, to rest, to be challenged, and to be filled. To understand the story that we are part of. The story that you are part of. The story of God's redeeming love and work for the world. Amen. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.